movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is, believe it or not, episode 50. Woo! We actually made it this far. Yeah, dude, it's incredible. I mean, I we've had our bumps, our share, fair share of uh, notches in the road. Uh, Reschedulings. But, yeah, mm-hmm. scheduling issues, but... And whatnot. And, you know, a hurricane decided to come attack you. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, for we, those of you okay, wondering yeah. why we didn't have an episode last week, um, I'm in the Florida area. We had this thing called the Hurricane Dorian, which um, thankfully for most Floridians, it did not hit us. Um, it was way off. But uh, be thinking about the Bahamas, be praying for the Bahamas. They got absolutely yeah. hammered by Dorian. Um, but I was unfortunately working for 12 hours at a time and was not actually at home by a computer for us yeah. to record. And also it was more or less on lockdown with Dorian. So we're just like, let's push things back. Um, but we're back for a very special 50th episode. Josh, to be honest, it doesn't even feel like we've made it to 50. It feels like just like last week that we just started this. Yeah. Like, it, it's so funny too, because uh, despite the scheduling issues, despite everything, like it still feels like hanging out every week. Like, all right, cool. So Tuesday is my day. Tuesday nights are my night with, uh, with my bud. Yeah. And I like that. It doesn't, I don't see an end to this anytime soon. Uh, one of the things we'll talk about in our main discussion is ideas that we have pitched or we have for future episodes, just to kind of give you a peek behind the curtain of things that I'm really looking forward to talking about for discussion uh, just to have for podcast episodes. We're, we're not going to run out of ideas anytime soon. So, yeah, hopefully you're not sick of us by now because we're not going anywhere. <laughs> it was me. So with Dorian pushing us back a week, we have two weeks of news to catch up on. But thankfully, I guess, it's kind of been a slow two weeks for movie news. Yeah. Um, but before we get in to the actual news, we have some trailers to discuss. So, first off, we'll talk the second. There's only been a teaser for this, but we'll talk about the second trailer that came out for Taika Waititi's new film, Jojo Rabbit. Now, Taika Waititi is one of the best comedy directors out there. He did Thor Ragnarok. He did one of my favorite comedies, What We Do in the Shadows. He did another one called Hunt for the Wilder People. He's a great director. Um, so, Jojo Rabbit kind of revolves around this 10-year-old boy that really, really wants to be a Nazi and has an imaginary friend, Adolf Hitler, played by Taika Waititi. Um, what'd you think of this new trailer, Josh? Um, if you didn't tell me that it was Taika Waititi directing it, I would have thought it's a Wes Anderson film. I thought the exact same thing. This feels so Wes Anderson to me. But like the comedy is much faster and it pops and it, it it's very Taika Waititi, but it's done very in that color scheme and just the kind of off brand that Wes Anderson is known for. But it, it looks like a lot of fun, honestly. So something with Taika Waititi movies is they're always really, really funny, but they kind of use humor to deflect some form of pain or sadness. Like uh, Thor Ragnarok is a lot of fun. It's just a rollicking good time. But from a subtext, there's a lot of sad things that happen in Ragnarok too. Of 
Asgard gets destroyed. Literally everything gets taken away from Hulk. Um, Taika Waititi really strives with this like comp, uh, wide range of emotions of mostly comedy, but comedy with real struggle and pain. Of I love what we do in the shadows, but there's some actual... Okay, we're not really delving too deep into this movie, but there's some heavy stuff that's alluded to in the movie. And I think that's going to be on display big time here in Jojo Rabbit of, yes, this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun from a humorous perspective. But with something as heavy as a topic as Nazis and Hitler, I think this is going to be a very more complex movie than he's done in the past. I would agree. And even to the to the extent of the fact they kind of reveal that his mom is high in the trailer, they reveal that his mom's hiding Jews and he has to and he like starts to fall in love with one, which and so he, the only knock I will have against this trailer is you stole a joke from Robin Hood Men in Tights. Which one of um, you could say it. Uh, wh- what am I? A Jew? Bless you. You stole that from Men in Tights. A Jew? See, but Jew? I, I, no. I thought they were ripping off uh, uh, Twilight. No, no. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. I'll just put a Twilight reference right there. <laughs> no, that, that was a Men in Tights joke. So I'm not going to be perfectly honest. I think this trailer kind of calm some nerves that I had about this movie and some reservations actually. So everyone knows that listens to this podcast, how much I love Taika Waititi. Um, the first trailer, I thought it was entertaining, but I still had this worry in the back of my mind about Taika Waititi playing Adolf Hitler, like this really bad dude being played up for comedy, which I know has been done before. And I've seen some really great interviews with Taika basically saying, how do you destroy someone that's pure evil is you make fun of them. You make, how do you make something not scary is you make fun of it. Um, I didn't know going into it that maybe I just didn't read up on it. I didn't know that Hitler was going to be an imaginary friend for this boy. Knowing that it's not a real Hitler, it's weird to explain, but knowing that it's not a real representation of Hitler, but it's what this boy's brain is thinking is Hitler makes it an easier watch for me, if that makes any sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I, I just I, had I, this, I, like, I, reservation of just, like, you still got to be really careful with this movie because you're you're trying to make a comedy with Nazis and Hitler. And if anybody can do it, it's Taika Waititi. But knowing that it's kind of kind of have this, like, um, really out there type of humor and really imaginative humor, a mess... Uh, like mixing imagination with real world, I think could be a good blending at least. Well, and I think, and I know I said that it looks like a Wes Anderson film, but I think it looks like a Wes Anderson film as a positive. Like, not that he's trying to rip off Wes, mm-hmm. but like, it it's going to give it this whimsy and otherworldliness that's going to make it fun, but also very serious. Yeah, Wes Anderson also has that, like, um, I love Grand Budapest Hotel. That's a very um, positive and upbeat movie, but also underneath the surface layer of the movie is kind of this sadness and real raw emotion to it. Oh, absolutely. And all of Wes Anderson films do that. 
Exactly. I, and I kind of get that from this too. I, it's just like this is a very delicate balance, but if anybody can do it, it's it's going to be Taika Waititi. Oh, absolutely. Now, Josh, do you want to introduce our next trailer? Because this, this has you written all over it. Bad boys, bad boys, what we gonna do? What you gonna do when I come for you? I can't tell you how much how much I like popped for this trailer, dude. Oh man. So I actually saw the trailer before Josh and I had to message him saying, just I just texted him bad boys for life. And he's like, What trailer dropped? Um now prefaces from my side of the perspective here. I have not seen either of the first two Bad Boys movies. Um, we've talked about this in a previous podcast episode. I've not seen any of the pod, uh, any of the Bad Boys movies. That being said, this looks like so much fun. Yes, it uh, looks like pl- classic Bad Boys. Like it just looks like the classic cop thriller, like something that hasn't been done right in a while. Although. Will Smith has not aged a day since the last Bad Boys. I don't think we can say the same about Martin Lawrence. Oh, poor guy. He has not really kept good care of himself in this trailer, doesn't seem like. like. I almost almost will say that that works even better for the character and for the the comedy that's going to be happening. I, I knew... I was going to like the trailer almost right off the bat when they have this really good attention to detail in terms of replicating a Michael Bay shot. Just preference, this movie will not be directed by Michael Bay, but the trailer opens up with like this Bay angle of like low angle of this really nice car and something getting out dramatically. Yes. And then Martin Lawrence gets out and he hits a fire extinguisher and I'm just like, I, a fire hydrant. I'm just like, I'm going to like this trailer. He's like, it'll buff, buff out, right out. You no, can buff you'll it make out. it buff right out. <laughs> Gosh, it's going to be so much fun, man. I'm really excited about it. Although, that to me, the best line of the trailer is when they're driving in the mall and Martin Lawrence holds up his badge. He's like, yes, we're black and we're cops. Don't worry, we'll pull ourselves over later. <laughs> I love it that they got the um one of my favorite characters especially from 2 is the um police commissioner I guess is his title. Oh, um, was he the one that was drinking Pepto? Yeah, and he's like screaming obscenities halfway through the trailer in his office. It's the he is one of the most entertaining parts about uh about Bad Boys 2 outside of the main two characters. And I'm really glad that they were able to bring him back. Yeah, see, as someone that hasn't seen either of them, I was just like, oh, it's the guy from Memento. Yes. But I, having not seen any of them, this seemed like a lot of fun. And even though it's not directed by Michael Bay, it still feels like a Bad Boys movie. It feels like a Michael Bay movie, even if it isn't. Yeah, absolutely. Which I... Which is gonna be really interesting because I, I really enjoy uh, Bad Boys Two, and I didn't really realize somehow until like my sixth viewing or whatever, or that it was a Michael Bay film. As so much as we like be... to bag on Michael Bay, a broken clock is right twice a day, and every once in a while, Bay can 
Bay can really hit some good ones if he really wants to. If he he's got this yeah. small little I strike think, zone that if he gets a ball right down the plate, it's a good pitch for him. Yeah, I agree. So it'll be interesting to see with Michael Bay not directing this one, what is going to be different. Yeah, if it's better or worse. Um, I do have yeah. one major reservation at the time. Um, but we'll see if it's going to be a big deal or no big deal. I hope it's no big deal. Um, this movie comes out in January. We're just now getting a trailer. Um, actually, no, that's not too bad in terms of like distance. It's just that January releases aren't typically a good sign. Yeah, that's fair. Well, maybe you need. They just need a, a movie to change that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's too late in the game to be worried for a trailer. Um, but I think this was more just. Hey, it's finally happening. Considering this has been in development for how long now, it's just. It's nice to know that it's actually finally happening. Yeah. Um. However. Since we've last been here, there's been another trailer that popped out that I think this is actually the big standout trailer that not nearly enough people are talking about because not nearly enough people are talking about this movie. Uh, The second and final, apparently we're not getting any more trailers for this except for maybe some TV spots, the second and final trailer for Doctor Sleep. Mike Flanagan's The Haunting of Hill House, Mike Flanagan's sequel to Stephen King's The Shining. And oh... My gosh, if I wasn't on board for this movie already, I am now. Oh, yeah. I still personally, and maybe it's because I haven't seen The Shining, but I still feel like I'm missing something. Um, Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not quite sure what that something is, but I'm excited to be here and I'm ready to see what happens. Even if... You're not familiar with The Shining, which, let's be honest, you're not missing much. It's just an okay movie. Um, if you look just at the optics of who all is involved, oh my gosh. You yeah, have yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Mission Impossible's Rebecca Ferguson as the bad guy of Rose the Hat, who's kind of like, um, she leads this group called the True Knot, who more or less um, steal the powers of The Shining from people. And that's kind of how they feed um, so you have them as the main villain. Rebecca Ferguson is a phenomenal actress. She's oh, like she's one fantastic. of the, she's one of the best things about the new Mission Impossible's. Um, you have my homeboy of all homeboys, Hugh McGregor, as an adult version of Danny Torrance from the original Shining, uh, coming back. Always great. Love Hugh McGregor. But to me, the biggest selling point that not enough people are talking about is Mike Flanagan is directing this. He is, if not the best horror director working today. The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix is hands down the best show. I'm including the Stranger Things in the discussion. Don't argue yeah. with me with that. Haunting of Hill House is the best show on Netflix. Um, it's the best show on Netflix. He directed Hush, also on Netflix, one of the most underrated movies on Netflix. It's so good. Uh, he did Before I Wake, which is really, really good, starring Jacob Tremblay, who will also be in this movie. Um, he's done a whole bunch of different horror projects. He's such a great horror director. And just seeing him attached to it, okay, I'm on board. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I it's like I said. I don't really know much of the background information, but uh, that doesn't matter because I'm going to put my butt in that seat and I'm going to watch it. What I think is cool is I've followed some of the um, making of for this movie so far and some of the production stuff. Uh, and I follow Mike Flanagan on Twitter and he occasionally updates uh, progress on this movie. So this is obviously going to have some tie in with The Shining. He said that there's not a single shot. Um, of the original Shining in this movie, it's all recreations that they themselves have painstakingly done. Jeez. So, like, that shot of um, Danny in flashback when he's on the tricycle looking back, that's not from the original. That's something they recreated. Uh, door 237 opening up, the twins, all that. That's recreated for the movie painstakingly to match exactly what Kubrick did. That's it's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I I love behind the scenes stuff from Mike Flanagan. If it's just his attention to detail is unparalleled. It's fantastic. Like, um, but after this, I gotta send you. There's a great video that I've seen. Um, remember the one episode of Haunting of Hill House with the incredibly long takes? Yes, they basically break down how they did that, and it's so fascinating to watch. That's super cool. Um, so that's about it for trailers, but. We still have a lot of other interesting news, including one that just kind of recently slid across our quote-unquote news desk, if we had one. Um, Josh and I have a history with this film that's getting rebooted, but I'm okay with it getting rebooted. So, for those of you that are familiar with the John Woo quote-unquote classic, it's a classic because it's just over-the-top and wonderful, um, the classic Face-Off, starring Nicolas Cage and that crazy guy, John Travolta. Well, actually, both of them are crazy, but whatever. Um, Face-Off is getting a reboot, and I'm all about it. <laughs> so, do you think that that kind of movie can work in today's time? I still think it could. Um, it all depends on who your pairing is. Because okay. part of the appeal and why it's had such a lasting impact, even if it's more from a humorous aspect nowadays, is the main characters of Nicolas Cage and John Travolta more or less trying to out-cheesy each other. So you gotta, if you're going to reboot this, you got to have two characters, two actors that can really play off each other incredibly well and could be each other. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so then that that would be the, your question. The question then who do you, who do you pair? Ryan Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling. Really, you don't think that they look too much alike? That's the point, I guess. Or I mean, you could, someone suggested was just like, oh yes, please, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. Oh, that would be great. Oh, that would be just way too much fun. My, um, I do have one slight concern in the back of my mind just because I know how Hollywood works. They'll be like, yeah, Face Off was great because it was a body-swapping movie. They swapped faces. Well, this time they're going to swap bodies somehow, and Kevin Hart is going to swap bodies with The Rock. Oh, okay, because you know we haven't seen that before. That's exactly why I'm afraid it's going to go that route. Yeah. I can definitely see it. You know what? I could, I want to see like maybe Ryan Reynolds swap. He's a recurring theme, I guess. Ryan Reynolds maybe swap with Chris Hemsworth. 
Okay. Okay. I, I, I just want to see Chris Hemsworth in more stuff besides Thor. And just once, I would like him to have a successful film that's not Thor. Because he's yeah. tried a couple times and it has not gone well for him. But I love me some Hemsworth. He's a great guy. And his comedic timing is way better than I think anybody gives him credit for. Yes. Um, that being said, he's he's got to get a better agent in, in terms of the comedies that he ends up being attached to. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but are there any other pairings that you would like to see if and when this face-off happens? And how do we get Nicolas Cage back? Um, I actually... I. I I don't know why. I mean, I know why this pairing is in my head, but um, Vin Diesel and Bradley Cooper would be hilarious. Interesting. <laughs> I feel like we're just taking pairings from other movies and putting them in this. Um, but no, that, that could be interesting. I mean, honestly, I would pay to see uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Except it's not. Except it's not Robert Downey Jr. It's Robert Downey Jr. from Tropic Thunder. Oh no! He's playing a dude. <laughs> He's, playing He's wearing a the dude. face of a dude that's wearing the face of another dude disguised as another dude. Jeez. I would I would pay to see that. That'd be great. Um, and so one description that's always been so oddly specific that I kind of want to see it happen is. Um, I have, this is way back in the recesses of my brain, but I remember watching years ago, Jeremy Johns reviewed season two of Sherlock. And when he was describing Moriarty and how he talked, he described him like Caster Troy from face off the brother. He's like, Hey bro. And I was like, that, yeah, that's kind of is how he talks. Now I want Andrew Scott as the evil brother in face off. I would be so down for that. And maybe Benedict Cumberbatch swaps faces with Tom Hiddleston. Oh, jeez. That would be hilarious. Right? There's, I think, the big thing... There's an endless amount of face-swapping possibilities here. Exactly. I think it's just... You just gotta do what's gonna be the funniest. um, While still also being a good action movie, because the original face-off is funny now because of Nicolas Cage and John Travolta, but it's got some great action because it's John Woo. And also, we need some doves up in here. Yeah, it's... It, mm. So then, I got to fall back on the section of the of your question that I didn't touch on. Do do, do we think that Nicolas Cage is going to come back? Or John Travolta? What, what would you see them do? Like a very, very small cameo? Maybe he's like an inmate with somebody else? Because he, I don't... I think he dies. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember either, but it would be kind of cool if I don't want them involved in the main story is, I think, my, my main point here. But, oh, no, I don't um, want John Travolta anywhere near a leading role. No, he can go away. Uh, but it would be funny for them to, if, if anything, like have them in a cell just chilling or something. Yeah, just just more Nicolas Cage, please. Yes, yes, please. So, uh, this next story I'm a little bit conflicted on. It's it's good news for most people. I'm still cautious about it, to be honest. Um, and that is the Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider that came out 
maybe a year or two ago. I can't remember at this point. Uh, yeah. It has officially now gotten a sequel. That is great. Um, it didn't make a ton of money, but it made its money back, and I think it made a little bit of money. Um, and it's scheduled for release in 2021 with Alicia Vikander returning. This is great. Um, my only reservation, and I'm actually going to put this on record now, this movie will come out before the Uncharted movie. Um, well, yeah, because the Uncharted movie can't seem to get off the ground. Yeah, the Uncharted movie is scheduled for Christmas 2020. So, theoretically, it's supposed to come out before this movie. I, considering this has a director already and a main actor that's attached, that's twice as much as um, Uncharted does. So, while I'm excited for this, I think... I didn't actually see the first Tomb Raider. I heard it was fine. I still am more familiar with the Angelina Jolie ones, which I think are very underrated. I like those. They're fine for their time. Yeah, and I I haven't... They're okay. Uh, But I also haven't seen the new one yet. It's on uh, this new... Uh, Plex thing that I've I've gotten recently. Um, that's gonna I'm gonna be able to watch so I'm gonna be able to catch up on so many movies. Oh my goodness! But oh, um, thank goodness! Yeah, no, like like Brightburn's on there already. Like all kinds of stuff is on there. You can avoid Brightburn. I'm gonna watch it anyway. Let me live, Harold. After um, a certain point, you're kind of rooting for everyone to die, including the kid. But my well, issue with Brightburn, quick side tangent, is. Like, the kid is never good, ever. Like, if he was good, then turned evil. Okay, maybe. It's like a descent into madness thing. But no, the kid's an awful kid from the get-go. Yeah. And the parents are just dumb. But also, they don't go all the way with the Superman analogies. But that's that's a review for another day. Yes. Regardless, um... Crap, I don't even know what we were talking about before. Um, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, got it, okay. But I'll I'm, I'll watch it again and kind of see if uh, honestly, like at this point, I know that it was it wasn't gr- a great movie, but it was okay from what I hear. Anyway, yeah, that's it, what I'm hearing. It was it, fine. It was okay. It was okay. It happened. That's 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 fine. But Which in the world of video I'm game sh- movies, that's amazing. Yeah, exactly. That's a huge feat that we just get a movie that's just fine. So. I'm going to take that and run with it. Like, yeah, by all means, man, let's get a second one. Why not? Maybe they can make a better one now that they've kind of made the first one. Uh, They've gotten their toes wet. Now they can kind of maybe do whatever they want with the character, not whatever they want in the sense of let's do, you know, let's just not make the character something that she's not, but let's tell a story that feels new and feels different. Yeah. Having not seen it, but I know how the movie ends, I know that this newer Tomb Raider was kind of based off of the newer Tomb Raider games, which are very much yeah. like kind of Last of Us slash Uncharted, more like grounded in reality. And how the movie ends kind of sets it up like it's going to be the classic Tomb Raider of more yes fanciful and out there, which I actually would be more okay with that, of just kind of more tongue-in-cheek and cheesy fun. Yeah, which is totally something we need to do. However, I will hearken back to your point of this of, of that coming out before Uncharted. Um, if they do do that, 
I can totally see people being like, oh, they're just try- when they see Uncharted, just being like, oh, they're trying to make a male Tomb Raider. That is literally what Uncharted is, though. Kind of. I know. Kind Uncharted of, has like, always had those comparisons, though. Exactly, but like, so I don't think it's going to be a big issue because Uncharted has always had those criticisms. Except, I think Uncharted is way better than any of the Tomb well, Raider games. Yes. But, well, yes, because but, Nathan you know, Drake is a more well-rounded character than Laura Croft. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, but then it's—I mean, when your character for in Laura Croft is literally just there to be <sighs> Laura Croft. Lore Croft, yeah. I think the difference, they, but the, the big difference between Uncharted and Tomb Raider, though, is I've never really put two and two together. I th- always thought Uncharted was more like National Treasure meets Indiana Jones, whereas Tomb Raider was, it's always kind of its own thing. It was Tomb Raider. Yeah, it, it was, we, so, like, we'll see. I, uh, in conclusion, I guess, I don't mind. Tomb Raider getting a sequel. I think it was good enough to get a sequel. Yes. Um, now, for some news that I can get ecstatic about, this is also some late developing news, just like um, our face-off stuff. But um, remember how a while back we were talking about how Hawkeye will be getting his own show on Disney+, Plus, and it's more or less going to revolve around him training the next Hawkeye, Kate Bishop. So it seems like we may have found our Kate Bishop. And let me tell you, we couldn't have found a better option. It seems like she has not yet accepted the role, but the role of Kate Bishop has been offered to Bumblebee's Haley Steinfeld. Hold on, I'm looking her up just to make sure. Dude, Bumblebee. Yes. Pitch Perfect 2, True Grit. Oh my gosh, yes. I love her. Also, Gwen Stacy and Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's fantastic. She is one of the best up-and-coming actresses today. She is so good. Everything I've seen her in, she's consistently excellent in. Gosh. Also, and she, like, came up through the, the Disney scene, didn't she? No, so she did not. She's the exact What's opposite. She, wait, didn't she? No, she came through Nickelodeon then? No, she was never on either show. Why do I? Why she came so out of the gate with swinging with an Academy Award nomination for True Grit. Really? She was in the Jeff Bridges True Grit remake as the little girl. She was never a Disney Channel star. She's never a Nickelodeon star. That's how she ended up normal. But you probably associate her with the teen scene because she was in Pitch Perfect two and three. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess in my oh Ender's Game. Oh, yeah, she was in Ender's Game. She was in Ender's Game. That's what it was. She was in Ender's Game. Um, Most recently, she was really, really good as the human protagonist in Bumblebee, but also the voice of Gwen Stacy in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which she was excellent as that, too. She's quietly amassing a really, really good resume, and I won't go so far as to say she's one of my favorite actresses yet, but she's one that but if she's, she's attached there, to a project, dude. I'm immediately way more interested in the project because of her skill set that she brings to the table of being such a great actress and trying a yeah, variety yeah, yeah. of different things. Uh, that's awesome, man. No, yeah, she's she's a she's a great choice, and I think, um, yeah, no, she's. I, I have literally no problem with that. I can't even like. 
a mass, like not even a, like a de- uh, devil's advocate position. Like, yeah, let's go, dude. Just cause we both really enjoy Haley Steinfeld's work. She's a great actress. Oh, fantastic. Um, so for those that don't know, Kate Bishop more or less, um, in the comics and what seems like it's going to happen in the MCU is Kate Bishop is this young girl that Hawkeye takes under his wing Hawkeye, the bird, um, takes under his wing and teaches to be the new Hawkeye. And she kind of founds the young Avengers, like a younger group of Avengers. That's exactly what the name suggests. Um, I'm so down for this. I'll be very curious if we actually start shifting our way towards a young Avengers. Cause some people have talked about, um, the boy from Iron Man three ending up being iron lad. And that's why he was at the funeral at Endgame. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but I would think, uh, depending on how long this takes, I would, I, if anybody's going to be Iron Man, I want, I need it to be Iron more. Lad different. I know, but if anybody's going to take up that mantle, I, I, I really would like it to be Morgan. Yeah. That's still a few years away, though. I know, and that that's why, like, it, it, it feels like it can't happen, but... I could you see know. a Young Avengers with Haley Steinfeld as new Hawkeye, Shuri as an alternate Black Panther, um, Iron Lad, maybe Shang-Chi... He seems young yeah. enough. Yeah, I can see Shang-Chi happening. Um, the the big thing that's going to be interesting is if they beat DC, which I think they will, beat DC to the punch as far as doing Young Avengers before DC does a, a Teen Titans movie. Oh, we're like so far action. off of a Teen Titans movie. Exactly. And so... It, uh, we don't even have a sniff of a Robin in... The DC universe right now. I just, I, I really, my issue is I don't want people to see DC product and be and see it and then be like, oh, they're trying to be Marvel, you know what I mean? And the but the longer that they wait, the harder it's going to be to not do that. We'll we'll get there eventually. Yes, DC will never be on the level of Marvel, but comic book studios and movie studios always have an ebb and a flow to them, so. True. DC will eventually get their mojo back. Um, I'm conflicted about this next story. It oh, should yeah? be good, but I'm not sure. So Haley Stein, no, not Haley Steinfeld, Haley Atwell, um, Peggy Carter from the MCU, has oh, actually yeah. just been cast in the next Mission Impossible movie. Yay. Mm. Yay. Eh. So I'm going to be perfectly honest. I'm not a huge Haley Atwell fan. That's perfectly okay, because I am not as well. But I, I also am not a big Mission Impossible fan <gasps> either. So, Have you even seen 4, 5, and 6? No, not really. But I saw I saw 3, and I really just... I didn't. That's the problem. You stopped watching when they got good. <laughs> Four, I'm, dude, I'm not even joking you. When we're done with this, four, five, and six are in the voodoo slash movies anywhere. Come back to me after you watch Ghost Protocol and apologize. Okay, okay. Because when we but... get to our most rewatchable uh, movies of all time episode, Ghost Protocol is in there because holy crap. So 
We will. We'll see. Okay. Look, dude. I know you. Mission Impossible Four is directed by Brad freaking Bird. Okay. And okay. five and six are good. But okay, four, five, and six are completely different movies than the first three. It's hard to describe, but Tom Cruise knows what he's about in these later Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, yeah. Also, four is the one where he climbs on the side of a freaking building. Oh, well, I've seen that one. It's okay. (sighs) You saddened me, Josh. Getting back to Haley Atwell, though. (laughs) <laughs> she's joining the next Mission Impossible. So I'll be, perf- I'll be perfectly honest. I like the character of Peggy Carter in the MCU in hindsight. I've always thought um, Haley Atwell's performance was just kind of fine. Like she could be she played by there. anybody. It's the same Her thing character- with Bucky of like, we care about you because Cap cares about you. But as a performance, yeah. I don't know if I care about you. Also, she was in Christopher Robin and that movie was not very good. Yeah, not at all. Also, Agent Carter was a thing, and I wasn't a fan of that. Everybody, everybody says they liked it, but like I've seen glimpses, and it's not interesting. I tried the first two episodes, and I was just like, I can't. I would, I would rather watch Agents of Shield than. Well, and that was the Agent felt, Carter. Yeah, it felt really, really forced. Now, I will say. Haley Atwell looks like a Mission Impossible person, like a Mission Impossible yes. girl specifically. Because the past few Mission Impossibles, whether it's Rebecca Ferguson, your girl Rebecca Ferguson that we just talked about in Doctor Sleep is in, in both five and six. Um, Haley Atwell looks a lot like Rebecca Ferguson. She also looks a lot like um, Ethan Hunt's wife that pops up a couple times. So my first inclination is to assume she's going to be an ally of uh, the IMF and of Ethan Hunt. However, as much as I'm not a huge fan of Haley Atwell, if you tell me she's the villain of the next Mission Impossible, I am intrigued. That would be like because we haven't had a female villain yet. Yeah. Well, I'm, and we everyone just much, would assume that he, she's the good guy because it's Haley Atwell. She hasn't never been a bad guy yet. Well, I'm trying to think of what else I've seen her in besides Peggy, being Peggy. And I really can't think of anything. I think she'd be more fun as a villain than she would be a good guy. That's oh, why I, I both prediction that she's going to be a villain. But Well, if they play it, if they play it well. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, with the current team, I think they will. Because Christopher McQuarrie is the first Mission Impossible director to direct more than one movie. He directed both five and six. He's also going to be doing seven and eight, which are filming back-to-back, which makes me think that their stories are connected, like a two-parter. So, I don't know what that means for her character, but I'm still kind of hoping that she's the bad guy. I think it'd be a cool twist to have a female villain in the IMF. Yeah, and, you know, these days, villains are almost always guys, so it it would be a nice little change. Well, that might change in the MCU soon, but that's that's a rumor that I don't really want to spoil for people. Yeah. Um, but our last news story of the day, so the Haley Steinfeld thing was going to be the news story that I was most excited for, but realistically, this last one wasn't going to be topped anytime soon. So, as those of you who know, I love the original Halloween. 
a lot. And I'm getting more and more excited for the next one, Halloween Kills, as horrible of a name as that is. And so they've slowly but surely been gathering a lot of the original characters that were left alive after the events of the first Halloween back for this new one. We have um, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie. She's coming back. Um, Nick Castle uh, seems to be reprising his role as the shape to some extent. But we also have Tommy Doyle. Now we have the original Lindsay Wallace actress returning as Lindsay Wallace for this new Halloween. We had Tommy Doyle. Now we have the other kid that Laurie Strode was babysitting that night in Lindsay Wallace. I think this that, is awesome. Yeah, like they're really like trying to make it a point that they're basing all of this off of the first one. So it's only a matter of time before we get Sheriff Brackett back, please. You really, you're really pushing for that, buddy. He's still alive. He's still also in, live in this canon. So I... I'm on the fence about whether or not um, she will survive this new one. Um, Lindsay Wallace, I mean. I'm on the fence. Now that she's an adult, I think she may die. This other person that's returning, more an obscure character, I can guarantee you now he's going to die. So Lindsay Wallace is returning, but we also have a more obscure character from the original Halloween in Lonnie. Um, So Lonnie was one of the bullies that picked on Tommy Doyle that knocked over his pumpkin. Um... But also, his friends dared him to go up to the Myers house, and when he starts knocking on the door, Loomis says, Lonnie, get your butt away from there. Like, it's a really deep cut for um, Halloween fans. But as one, I appreciate that they're really digging deep into the source material and getting even really hardcore Easter eggs back for this new movie. Shows to me that they're written and made for fans of the original. So... Here's what I think is going to happen. You ready for this? Never. We, yeah, yeah, because we, we, we both know my, my movie pitches are always spot on. Um, yeah, how's, <laughs> how's that Tom Hardy is Wolverine thing going? It's going to happen. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> the I think that they're going they're, – yeah, they're bringing people back, but they're – uh, they're basically putting a list up of uh, bodies because of Michael's. Way... I didn't get you the first time. Uh huh. And like, okay, well, li- you know, Lori beat me again. All right, fine. Maybe I'm act. I'll show I'm actually smarter than everybody thinks I am, and go after all these people. And like, so, start with the bully, then. She'll go to, you know, somebody a little bit closer to Lori and then a little bit closer to Lori, like by relation wise to like just to finally try and, you know, have that final showdown with Lori, like final showdown. I think I just think it's super, super cool that we're bringing back all these old characters. And I kind of hope and I still think this may happen of we get characters that were introduced in the sequels that are no longer canon in this timeline, but could eventually resurface. Like I've said before. Um, ben Tramer was Laurie's love interest in the original who uh, got blown up in the second one. Um, but since the second one is no longer canon, Ben Tramer can make an appearance or at least be referenced in passing. Same with Jimmy the Orderly who cared for Laurie when she was in the hospital. Um, what I would like, and I can absolutely see this happening, is since they're filming Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends back to back, and we know it's more Halloween ends is officially going to be the end of the Michael and Lori storyline. I would like for Halloween kills to end 
um, was some kind of draw between Lori and Michael. Um, and kind of not like an end credit scene, but like the end of the movie, Lori's just like, there's only one place left for him to go. And I know exactly where it's going to be. And we pan up and it's the original Myers house. Something that was absent from the first one, but you can't tell me that we're not going to see it again in these next two ones. Cause as much as Michael Myers is iconic and Laurie Strode's iconic, the Myers house is just as iconic as a location as Haddonfield is just the city as a whole, specifically the Myers house. You have to show it at some point. I would have thought Myers house is the one that burns down and maybe it still might. Yeah. Like a, I burned down my house. Now I'll burn down yours. Yeah, exactly. I, it's, it, it would be interesting. Um, are there any characters from the non-canon sequels that you would like them to maybe bring in in some way, shape, or fashion? See, there's the one at the top of the list that she wants to come back so desperately, but it, it, there's no way feasibly. I don't think you can bring back Jamie. Yeah, I agree. Because the whole crux of her in the sequels was we couldn't bring Jamie Lee Curtis back. So here's Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter. But in this movie, we have Judy Greer being Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis's daughter and a granddaughter. Exactly. Um, maybe Rachel, who babysat Jamie. You can kind of shoehorn her in somehow. Um, yeah. I think that'd be tricky. Uh, sheriff Brackett's always the top. But if you can't get him, maybe the sheriff from um, 4 and 5, Sheriff Meeker. He was a really good follow-up to Brackett. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. He actually played a little bit better with Loomis than Brackett did. Um, But the the hierarchy for me is always Ben Tramer, um, Jimmy the Orderly, Brackett. Um, Loomis, they said, died off-screen. If you're going to reference Loomis in this next one, though, please get a better um, voice actor to be him because good grief that guy sounded nothing like donald pleasance yeah um i think you already know who i want to bring back you're not bringing back paul rudd oh no i'm not bringing back buster rhymes buster rhymes (laughs) no no buster rhymes i could just have him just have him get killed but i need i need it i need him to say happy halloween Mother Effa just once, but then like get stabbed and that that's it. Like I just I want it. I, I, I hope really you realize that Buster Rhymes is the Jar Jar of the Halloween franchise. You take that back. I will not. <laughs> okay. I I enjoy Buster the one that with Buster Rhymes way too much. So we literally watched that like two days ago, and it gives me headaches. It's so it's at funny. Least like dumb fun, but Buster <laughs> Rhymes is just a moron. Yeah, he is, but it's hilarious. I just think you like it because you live through vicariously through his character of a martial arts loving guy that wants to beat up Michael Myers. Well, yeah, but it's also Buster Rhymes. Like, what are you doing in this movie, dude? It's also not like Buster Rhymes is super busy these days. I mean, fair. Also, we could bring back Tyra Banks so we can kill her. She was already she already died in Resurrection. Yeah, but that's not canon anymore. That's true. That's that. That was my point. Um, they have actually in the 2018 Halloween they did make some references to the sequels. Um, 
the masks that were used in Season of the Witch showed up for some kids that were trick-or-treating. But one of the mm-hmm. uh, references that went over a lot of people's heads um, is the school mascot was the Haddonfield Huskers, something that doesn't get revealed until Halloween 4. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, they kept some references, but I, I would just like more of that, too. That was cool to see. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to do it for news topics. Uh, Josh, you got a sponsor for us before we go into our main discussion. Um, my sponsor this week is Jimmy John's, man. They've been saving my butt. I Just because I lost my car, I uh, haven't been able to go and get groceries. So Jimmy John's is like my cheapest option as far as food that will be decent food that will be delivered to me. All righty then. So in honor of the... 50th episode, and we genuinely never thought we'd actually get this far. Uh, yeah, no, seriously. Josh and I, we're just going to kind of talk about some of our favorite moments with the podcast, kind of talk about our history with film, etc., etc. So we have a couple different categories. Um, but before we get to any of that, I thought we'd kind of look back at kind of how we've got to this point. So before there was the podcast, way before the podcast, actually years before mm-hmm. the podcast, um, when Josh and I first met uh, in our freshman year of college, we watched Fight Club. And that was the first time I think either of us had seen that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. And then, um, like, we would hang out, but we weren't super close for a couple of years then. And then we started, once we were both in, trapped in dorms, we watched movies all the time. And I had um, I already started the, at the time, I think it was 17 Movie Reviews, or Movie Guy 17, yeah. even before that, yeah, you have, uh, YouTube you have. channel. So I had already had been doing that for about a year, year and a half. And I I tend to be an optimistic person. I think it's easier to be optimistic in life than it is to be pessimistic. I've been down the pessimistic route before. It's, it's better for one's health if you are optimistic. So I um, was just like, okay. There's too much negativity on the internet. I'm going to be positive. So I'm going to start my own YouTube series on the channel called Five Good Things. And I'm going to put my money where my mouth is when I say I'm going to try and find five good things about bad movies. So I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. And for the first episode, I'm going to do Batman and Robin, a movie I loathe and despise more than any other. Um, Since then, I've kind of had this complicated relationship with the movie, but... I could actually ramble about that for a whole 20 to 30 minutes in and of itself. Um, But I did a couple of those by myself. And then I think, Josh, you approached me about, oh, I want to do one with you. Yeah, I was like, hey, this is really fun. You and I both, like, have a weird love of terrible movies. Most notably starring Nicolas Cage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Have me on for one. And, like, let's just have fun. Like, Do you remember what the first one was that you were on? I don't. I feel like it was like an. It had to be a Nicolas Cage movie. I don't know if it was Nicolas Cage or not because we we did a whole month once of one episode that, week of yo, different Nicolas right. Cages. We did uh, Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. We did. Did we do Left Behind? I think we did. Yes, Left we Behind. Did. Because that was the one that we were blown away was act where Nicolas Cage is actually like acting his ass off. Yeah, he's the best thing about that movie. And everything Which else is, is awful, but wild. Um, I don't remember the first one I'm on, but I all I remember is we did we filmed the first one, and like as soon as you hit the record button to turn it off, both of us just kind of went. That was a lot of fun. 
And then we just kept it up for a while. The reason why we don't do it anymore is just YouTube videos are a lot harder to make than podcasts. They um, are. And we did, you know, living a did. couple thousand, um, yeah, living a couple thousand miles away kind of hurts it too. Yeah. We did everything from Wicker Man, Left Behind, a really bad movie called Outcast with Hayden Christensen and Nicolas Cage, uh, yeah. The Last Airbender. But those are a lot of fun. And we always just like kind of talking about it. The nice thing with Five Good Things that ultimately led to this podcast is there was never any like script or outline. We had our points. But then yeah. Josh and I would just kind of bounce ideas off of each other. And so um, maybe about two years ago, I started yeah, really getting into podcasts like hard. So I know I'm a couple of years behind on that trend as everyone now listens to podcasts. But I nowadays, it's rare for me to listen to music. I listen to podcasts a whole bunch more. So I'm just like, I have an audio and video background. I'm going to take my own stab at this. Uh, but I, I can't do this by myself. And so I initially pitched it to Josh and by, uh, after maybe a week, we're just like, let's just do it. We'll figure it out later. Like, yeah, there wasn't much of a planning period. It was just like, Hey Josh, I'm going to do a podcast. We're going to start doing next week. Does it sound good? Sure. Yeah. I like, I remember I was like, well, what do you want to talk about? Like, I'll come up with a list. Okay, cool. How are we, how are we going to record it? I think like the day before we were set to record our first episode, we were still trying to figure out how to do, how to record it, how to do both of us on, on at the same time. And I mean, even we still really haven't yeah, perfected 50 episodes it. In, we're still struggling with that. Oh dude. And, but like we're, we're getting closer to a point where we both feel comfortable with the quality of it. As that's far what as I audio. like is it still feels like a learning. I still feel like I'm learning with this and there's still room for improvement. If I ever feel like there's not room for improvement, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Yo, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the only thing that's consistent about our our podcast is I never know what I'm talking about. Um, that is so true. <laughs> and, and like, and that's not beginning. I, I can see her and say it's I'm so busy, blah, 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 blah. But in a weird way, it adds to our dynamic. You're the one that knows everything and I'm the one that's learning literally every episode. We'll go with that. <laughs> I think when I was trying to describe side how I wanted a podcast to lay out at the time I was binging a lot of um um Mr. Sunday movies podcast that he does that's his format is more or less exactly how we do it because I liked how he did his format of first half is news topics from the past week and then the other one is some topic that relates to something in the world of movies at the time for that week it's like okay I like talking about movie news topics but I don't want to do something that's solely devoted to that or discussions, I don't know if I want to do a podcast solely devoted to just that. So let's kind of combine the two. That way we can talk about new stuff for as much as we want and general discussions for as long as we want. Um, So that's kind of how that came about. And I remember our first one was video game movies because for Uncharted Media, which was the name of the YouTube channel, still is. And for the podcast, obviously, because I'm a big fan of Uncharted, naturally, um, no way. <laughs> so it's just like, I think that's only fitting that since the podcast is on Trader Media, the YouTube channel is on Trader Media, we need to talk about video games and movies since it's going to be a movie-related podcast. So we've just kind of gone oh, yeah. from there. Well, um, and the, the the big thing, too, was you – I think you had just finished – like you had done a binge of all the Uncharted games, and I had just finished a, the God, new God of War game. Yeah, I think and you so had just finished was, God of War. I always – 
well, yeah, yeah, doing it was, Uncharted. It, it, yeah, it was. It brought up the conversation of because I, I think you asked me at some point during the process of of just like casually talking, but like still planning on the pod of like, hey, what do you think there would could ever be a God of War uh, War movie? And I was like, well, let's make that the first topic. Like you know, and and if anything, this episode has always. I'm uh, sorry, the, this podcast has always felt natural for both of us. I think. I mean, definitely for me, it's all. But I think that's part of our chemistry is we've always it's always just felt like two best friends talking about movies. Yeah, like I never worry about time because we consistently hit around an average. Yeah, because we 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 have we have a feeling for the flow. Yeah. So um, I've also split into some other sections of stuff that kind of want to rehash um, some of our favorite moments, uh, like some of our favorite movie news that has come out that we were able to talk about, um, some of our favorite discussions slash episodes, since episodes typically revolve around a discussion. Um, some of our biggest swings and misses when we come to predictions, and then I kind of want to talk about some things that we may have planned down the pipeline for you guys, just to kind of say, hey, we made it this far, this is the things that we're kind of looking ahead, because we're always looking ahead for this. Yeah. Um, so... I for favorite news topics, I always really like when the big stuff happens. As much as yes. the Sony thing infuriates me and raises my blood pressure, I like that I have a healthy outlet that I can get that out of my system. Yeah, and it's always fun because, like, I know you're mad, and I'm like, I'm equally as mad. But me sitting here just going, uh huh, okay. Or do you really feel that way? Just being being a, a butthead about it, it it's just like it's it's a lot of fun for us um the one that i think of off the top of my head um that i really enjoyed talking about just because i wasn't at the time expecting us to be in nearly as much unison as we ended up being was and this is a more recent one was the robert pattinson being cast as batman yeah i, I remember us talking I about i thought at that. least one of us would hate the casting but both of us were like, yeah, absolutely, bring it on. Because I remember back when Ben Affleck was cast um, before, I hated it, the casting for about a day or two, then I was all on board for it. Whereas Pattinson, no, I was just like, nope, I'm I'm down for this day one type of thing. Absolutely. Um, do you, off the top of your head, have a favorite episode? I actually have quite a few that I've thought about that oh, I'm just yeah. like, um, the kind of, I lump it either. I really enjoyed the discussion or just felt like it flowed really well. Um, recent one in terms of like maybe even a week or two ago, I really like our comic book. What if episode? That was fun. Yeah. The, it was a lot of research on my part, but I enjoy doing movie research. I always have at least one or two movie related books that I'm reading. Uh, currently right now I'm reading about the, uh, the making of the Shawshank Redemption which is fascinating. Um, But I always like those, like, what if questions or just researching into topics. That was a ton of fun to do. Um, I just, I hope to do more of those in the future, maybe not specifically comic books, but just more what if scenarios in the world of movies. Um, uh, Casting the Batman, where we more or less took a look at the upcoming Matt Reeves Batman movie and just kind of, looked at what characters we think 
should oh, be in the movie was... and who should be those characters. I oh, that was so much fun. I was like fan casting with you because if you remember, Josh, this is gonna go in the wayback machine, but um. While back before a WrestleMania thing, back when Josh and I were first in college, we actually made a video where we're just like, if WWE superstars were DC characters, who would they play? And it felt a lot like that for me. Yes. I always love fan casting. And if I could fan cast with somebody else and kind of bounce ideas around, that'll never actually end up happening. I like any of the episodes that we really get our creative juices flowing, but also side tangent. My favorite thing by far about doing the podcast with you specifically, Josh, is when you were so vehemently against something and you're just like, no, this is a bad idea. I hate it. This, that, and the other thing, it's dumb. And then I come in with being a devil's advocate, just going, well, here's why it could work. Yada, yada, yada. Five minutes later, Josh is going, yeah, okay, that doesn't sound too bad when you put it like that. <laughs> I'll hop off my soapbox. <laughs> and, like, you come full 180. That's, like, my favorite thing to do on the podcast. Like, <laughs> because, yes. like, when I'm I'm ups- when I'm upset and I, I don't like something, I'm very, like, no, like, nothing will change my mind. And you just have this way of being, I like, like ca- ca- walk you off, talk you off the ledge type of thing. Yeah. I've taken um, professional pers- communication courses. Yes. <laughs> um, my actually, my personal favorite episode is our first one, the video Honestly. game movies one. Yeah, and uh, a part of, part of that was because it felt like a, the the start of a new adventure. It felt like something you and I hadn't done before, but also something that we had always done. Um, it was just it just felt like it. I never experienced something like that before. Honestly, it was really, really, really cool. I think the preparation that goes into um, the podcast, as opposed to when we did five good things, or even like I will still occasionally make YouTube videos, uh, not as often as I should, because I quite enjoy that. But the preparation for that is different than a podcast. Podcast is we kind of, well, I take, uh, I keep track of notes throughout the week. And then we just kind of I try. <laughs> uh, whenever something comes up, I put it in a document that Josh and I could see. And then we talk about it. it. The great thing about podcasts is it's very much a open conversation as opposed to reading off of a teleprompter, which for the record, I actually have only ever used a script for like one or two videos ever. Um, everything else is off the top of my head. But what I like about podcasts is it's – it is something different for the two of us. It's very much just conversational as opposed to these are the things that we have to hit. Yes, we still have things we have to hit in terms of news topics or discussions, but it's still much more open-ended. It's more of a freeing thing like you always talk about. It's like just two guys talking to each other. That's what I really enjoy about this aspect of it. No, I completely agree. I got a couple uh, others. Uh, another fairly recent one, but now that I think about it, this is a few months old. Um, the first series that we did honestly um when we looked at all the different phases of the mcu leading up to avengers endgame and then we had the endgame oh, itself yeah. so we did one episode about phase one one episode about phase two one episode about phase three spoiler that alert really- that may not be the last time we do phases we'll talk about that in a little bit um yep. i like and i wanted to start doing it more of actually like planning episodes out long term of yeah uh, this is the, what I want to do. 
here, and I've already started to think about it for a project that I'll talk about um, later when we talk about future episodes. Um, I'm also still thinking ahead to October because last year we did Halloween related stuff and I want to do that again. So I got to think of some new stuff for that. Um, I like the idea of planning stuff out and I liked having a series of like one of three or two of four type of thing. So I like doing that with the MCU. I thought that was a super cool way to prep us and you guys at home for Endgame. You guys seem to like that. So I hope to do that soon. That was a lot of fun. Um, because I'm such a Halloween fan, I loved our Halloween retrospective where we looked at all the yeah. Halloween movies leading up to the 2018 release of Halloween. I thought that was a lot of fun. That ended up being one of our longest episodes at the time. Yeah, it's because you and I could talk for hours about Halloween. Oh, op- absolutely. And the other thing that we could talk about forever that's still to this day, I think one of the episodes that we, even when we were done recording, we are just like, that one... That one flowed really well. Sometimes you just know that it was a good episode when you record. It's still to this day, one of, if not my favorite episode you and I have ever done, is our favorite combat sports movies. Oh, wow. You liked that one? That's That honestly is one of my favorites. Oh. Yay. <laughs> Which Josh is all proud because he's the one to pick that topic. Yeah, that was like the one I was. I it was. I was the most involved with that episode. And yeah, that, so I mean, this I mean, is what happens I, when you get involved with episodes, Josh. I know. I try. I try. Hey, do you remember there? There's been a couple times where um, I've added stuff already to to the notes, and like you, you go to go add it, and you're like, oh, it's already here. Yep. Either that, or I'm trying to keep notes to a minimum because we already have enough to talk about, and Josh puts it in anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that happens yeah, too. combat sports is one of my favorites. Um, we've got a couple that um, we have, at least in our topics that we would like to do someday, that I get really excited about when I think about doing them in the future. So those will, I'm sure, be on the list somewhere. Um, so next one that I want to talk about is Josh and I always like to predict what we think is going to happen for different things. I'm actually... This may sound a little cocky. I'm actually getting pretty good at calling stuff. You are. I and part of that's because you think logically and I think like you know what would be fun. <laughs> this is so true. Um so I kind of want to look back at some of our biggest swings and misses. Some some of us some guesses were pretty close. Others Tom Hardy as Wolverine. It That's could still, still happen. So, still, my biggest shot in the dark this year that I still to this day am laughing my head off because um, we actually have actual evidence of me saying it on camera like two or three weeks before it officially happened was um, that podcast uh, two or three weeks before Far From Home came out where it's just like, uh, as much as I love seeing Cap wield Mjolnir in Endgame, and I've cheered my head off, the only thing that's ever going to make me cheer louder in the theater is if J.K. Simmons returned as J. Jonah Jameson in a Spider-Man movie. And this was two or three weeks before Far From Home, and I did not know anything about Far From Home's uh, end credits. Which, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Far From Home, J.K. Simmons returns as J. Jonah Jameson at the end credits of that movie. Woo! 
It's because he's not doing anything as um, James as Gordon. Yeah, which we kind of knew. But I cheered yeah. doubly loud for that one because I knew I was gonna cheer if that ever happened. But two, I cheered because I was right and I had proof that I said it before, like the movie actually came out. So it's just like, here's my shot. I shot my shot, and it actually happened. That, yeah, but that happens a lot. <laughs> True. For, Not for to pat myself on the back, but when Spider-Man first signed with the MCU, I actually called that in my predictions video a few months before the deal got made. And I was like, Sony's still going to own the character, but they'll partner with the MCU. And it ended up happening a few months later. Um, however, it's I'm not, not spotless. I said that Lion King would be the highest grossing movie of this year. That's not going to be the case. Yeah. No, Unless Star all. Wars pulls off something really magical. But I don't see that. Uh, it might, dude. It might. You never know. Um, which reminds me, Josh. Thinking back to our 2019 prediction, I do believe it was you that said the number two highest grossing movie behind Lion King was going to be Detective Pikachu. Look, I don't need this kind of uh, negativity in my life, Um, which is funny because I still haven't seen it. (laughs) The first 15 minutes are fantastic. Yeah. So, um, and then the rest of the movie happens. Here's the thing. I'm wrong most of the time. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. I I just like to throw yes. fanciful yeah. ideas out and uh, hope that they happen. Yeah. Very, very true. And I'm sure before we do our um, 2019 recap, we will go through all the predictions that we made for this past year. And we will... We'll point out all the things that we got right and all the things that we got wrong. We're not going to just be like, hey, look at all the stuff that we called that we were right about. Also, I called it. Oh, wait. Nope. I can't tell you that because Josh is watching that movie currently. Yeah, you jerk. Don't don't spoil anything. I was about to spoil Godzilla King of the Monsters for you because I called a certain thing that would happen in that, which was one of my really random picks that ended up being true. And of all the movies, too, like. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah. Oh, I was also very, very wrong about Mission Impossible. I'm so sorry about that. Not Mission Impossible, Men in Black. I was very wrong about Men in Black. Well, yeah. I said that was just going to be good and it was going to make a lot of money. I was wrong on both fronts. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, we'll we'll go into a full rundown of all the stuff that we've got wrong over the years. Um, yeah. Specifically this year. Um, so we've talked a little bit throughout this episode, but, uh, I don't know about Josh, but I at least like to think ahead. So I I try, I, I genuinely do try at any (laughs) given moment. I have about three to four different Google docs, um, for future things. So I have one Google doc that has all of our, um, notes for like news topics and discussions, um, and I have another one that has um, like future ideas for future podcast episodes. So I thought, why not? Let's run down the list of things for you guys. Uh, Josh has access to this Google Doc. He's seen most of it. I update it from time to time. He updates it. But I figured, hey, you've been with us for most of the 50 episodes so far. So let's let you guys know about some of the ones that we think we kind of want to do in the future. Um, 
So we want to do more of the what-ifs of movie history. I really enjoyed doing the comics version of it, so I kind of want to do more of that. That's always a lot of fun. Um, yep. The best movie heroes and the best movie villains. Those will be two separate episodes. I like doing those like back-to-back like we did with favorite TV show, favorite TV characters, favorite movie characters, like the series. So I kind of want to do that again. It could be, yeah. Well, I want. I definitely want to do more series because those yeah. those seem to be a lot more fun. Uh, I'm amazed that we have not gotten to this yet. Um, our favorite comedies. Oh wow! Yeah, how have we not talked about? Yeah, we that? haven't gotten to that one yet. Uh, we want to do that mainly just so I can talk about Men in Tights for about 25 minutes. Um, yep. Uh, movies that need sequels. I feel like we may have done a video about this on the Uncharted Media channel, but we have not actually done a podcast episode about this. Um, and given Josh and I's love for DC Comics and the DC EU, we have not done a lot of videos yet. So I have two. Um, one episode could be ranking the DC EU movies. So like Justice League, Aquaman, Shazam, Wonder Woman. Those, those aren't my rankings, just so you know. But those type of movies we'd rank them in order for the ones that we like the best and the worst um best dc moments so dceu has had its ups and downs but you can't deny that there's some great moments in the movie so far so i think there's a whole episode there that we can talk about um for a little one for one that's a little out of our normal sphere of comic book we do a lot of comic book ones, so I kind of want to expand our horizons a little bit. I want to do best musicals at some point because you may not know it, but Josh is actually a big fan of musicals. Go away. Don't don't out me like this. You have said it on the podcast before. Yeah, but I have a reputation to uphold at this particular moment. Uh-huh. So uh, <laughs> what's your favorite musical? Well, let's uh, save that for a podcast episode. And okay? there is a right answer. No, there's not. Yes, there is. It's singing in the rain. No. Um, so really, since it's normally really a two-man cute. group, whenever we record this podcast, I want to do best duos. So that could either be TV or movies, just so we can talk about Sean and Gus from Psych more often. Yep. Uh, we have done underrated actors. I don't know what. No, we haven't done underrated actors. We've done our favorite actors. We haven't done underrated actors. Yeah. Um, surprised we haven't gotten this far. We haven't done this one yet, but uh, I want to do favorite comic book characters and why. So, ooh, that's dangerous. I know, I know. Uh, me, it, it would just be raving about three characters basically, but I could talk about those characters all day. Um, best movie robots. I think it could be a lot of fun, whether you're talking about like R2-D2 or iRobot or anything in between. That could be a lot of fun. Um, ranking the Star Wars movies, all of them, not just the anthology, but Rogue One and Solo and everything in between. Um, I think that could be a lot of fun, including the Star Wars theme, though. Just like how we did MCU Phase 1, Phase 2, and Phase 3, I want to do the same thing with the Star Wars trilogy leading up to Rise of Skywalker. So one episode is about prequels, Original trilogy and uh, sequel trilogy type of stuff. That, yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I ha- had this idea while watching uh, Hugo. want to do an episode about best movies about movies. So movies like Hugo, The Disaster Artist, Tropic Thunder, Singing in the Rain. Uh, 
Okay. 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 Uh, most down. rewatchable movies. So these oh, are movies geez. that aren't necessarily our favorites, but we can put on whenever and we'll just watch it gladly just because we've seen them so many times and they're so enjoyable. Um, so how to train your dragon one and two. Um, anyway, and it's uh, only a matter of time before Josh brings that up because it's the running joke that Josh has to bring up. We need a jar of every time you mention it, you need to PayPal me a quarter or something. (laughs) Oh man. And we have like a special PayPal account just for, for just for, (laughs) and every time I mention iron giant, I'll return a quarter to you. Yes. Oh, I like this deal. <laughs> but the thing it's is, just, I can, just I can restrain myself. You're going to um, owe me so many quarters. Can you, though? Can you, though? Yes. And with the amount of quarters that you are going to pay me, I can get you that How to Train Your Dragon pillow. Oh, okay. Well, hey, now. Hey, 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 hey. Don't um, tempt me with a good time. And then the last one of ones that I have actually marked down, but I always coming up with other random ones, his best theater experiences. So um, the growing trend with movies is like you have to be there opening night because there's this different atmosphere. It's kind of similar to the midnight showings back when midnight showings were a thing. Rest in peace, midnight showings. Um, And I've had some fantastic times with group environments in the theater. I'm sure Josh is very, very similar. So um, sometimes I have better memories of the experience than I do with the movie itself. So I figured, as a movie fan, that's part of the experience. So I kind of want to talk about that. Um, off the top of your head, Josh, you got any other ones that you would love to see us do someday that we haven't already? Um, you know, be interesting. It, they're, they're so throwaway, but it might be fun to to rank uh, wrestling movies. Not like. The wrestler, or but like movies involving wrestlers, or uh, yeah, you I think you know what I mean, yeah, like um, not necessarily about wrestling, but like wrestlers that were in movies, type of thing, like yeah. Rock, yeah. Batista, Cena, Triple H. He wasn't in any movies ever that were worth watching. You sure about that? He was only in like three movies, <laughs> none of which are worth watching. Like I said, like some, a lot of them are going to be throwaways. But it would be interesting to see what all's out there. Very and true. Talk about um, I'm wondering how we could do this, but maybe like a versus type of thing. Okay. Um, huh, I don't like, know how like, we would do it, but I always like I like those type of videos for me personally that I would like to watch. I always think about what. Me as a viewer, would I partake in, whether it's podcast or videos or whatever else, would I like to enjoy? That's what I would like. That's that's what I always hope to put out to you guys that are listening to us. And we always appreciate that you do. Because honestly, we're just two idiots that like to talk about movies. So I'm amazed anybody listens to us. But I always like to yeah. think about what, um, what I would like to listen to. So if you guys have any ideas, be sure to let us know. I would love to hear from you guys in terms of what you would like for us to go over. Whether well, it's like a versus, more what ifs. Um, if you have any series in particular you would like us to cover, let us know. Absolutely. Any other um, closing thoughts or ideas for future episodes, Josh? 
No, man, I'm uh, I'm excited to keep this up and uh, keep doing what we do, man. This is always it's always the best part, one of the best parts of my week. Well, here's to another 50 episodes and more. Well, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or YouTube. And if you're not already, subscribe to us on YouTube at Untraded Media. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals.